Well, we're back after the FA Cup fourth round. Seems like ages again. I don't know. I don't know why these these fortnights. They seem like a month. Um, how was your last uh, Sky weekend before the break? So, gotta be honest, I can't really remember mine. Yeah, I thought it was in my head. It was distinctly average, but I did climb again, so I was pretty happy. I did make two moves on the Sunday. Maybe that's the, the extra extra drop of points there is maybe what pushed me up. Sixty first. So you rose from sixty six to sixty first. Couple of transfers. Yeah. Looking good. Yeah, there were transfers I was going to make at some point in time anyway, so um, I'm happier with my team now. Yeah, I think the emergence of of Man United, of uh, you know, and Man United assets have definitely been been good. And they was good. I brought in Odegaard last Sunday, and he got the assist, didn't he, for the for the final goal, and and then and and, and they gave it to him. But then when you look back, he probably did. Well, it definitely won the Sky assist, but. Um, I don't think it was given in, in FPL, I see, was it? But um, it was given in Telegraph. But anyway, yeah, it was, it was a bit of a shame. Uh, looking, I, I did actually rise in rank a fair bit, actually. I went up to 328. I think the Chelsea, the um, double Chelsea clean sheet um, helped me out there. I, I did Edison to Kepper a few weeks ago, and I was regretting it after a game. But I think like Chelsea had like a four for one over, over City or whatever it was. Um, and the fourth game is on Friday. So at the moment... I'm definitely up on because uh, I think Kepa's had a 12 point and 11 pointer in that time, and he gets the extra game this week as well, just to Edison's one clean sheet. So as I think I think I'm up on that, and then I'll probably look to move off on the weekend. But um, yeah, ho- hopeful for one last big push off um, Silver and Kepa before uh, potentially shift them on. But I'm rifling through transfers like confetti. Silver's, silver one was interesting, right? There was an air of disappointment when the uh, move was first made, but he's hit back-to-back in the 10 and 12 points. So, yeah, and and lowly owned as well, so it's been a nice differential. No, it has, definitely. Um, I think I've used... I, th- I think I've used nine. I, I, I hate saying things out loud, and I, I don't really want to say it, but I think I've used nine transfers since the overhaul. I, I did have 41, to be fair, so... But... Yeah, it's um, it's get it's getting a I'm getting a bit twitchy. I know 32 is well above the average. It's still a really good transfer count, but when you're using two or three every week, which seems to be what I'm being at the moment, there needs to be a point where you need to kind of say, "Hang on a minute." But there's so many opportunities coming up this weekend, the weekend after, and the weekend after that again. It's pretty tough to pretty tough to stop in it, but um. Uh, welcome to everyone in the chat. Uh, Sam D. Taylor is in. Uh, Dale Turner, Gary Plant, FPL Sparta, Kaiser Sose, Alex Sloan. Uh, Dale says, interesting, I dropped from 2K to 4K after Newcastle clean sheet. We're back up to 1800 after the Man City block. Uh, yeah, we will have to touch on João Cancelo, who, uh, if anyone hasn't seen it, um, looks like he's either going off or has gone off on loan to Bayern Munich, which is one of the uh, strangest transfers I've seen in a while. What what a fall from grace from a fat well, from a a Man City and a fantasy perspective. Unbelievable. And the World Cup he lost his place at Portugal as well. And I'd like I'm not saying it's the same issue same issue, but um his form did start to him. Well if Reddy had a massive uh, bust up with Pep because he wasn't picked for the FA Cup game on Friday. And uh, I think after that they've said that yeah, he's gone out on loan with a view to buy. Um, Julian Wardle is in. Uh, Jason Manners is as well. Uh, Jim Pro says, loving the Discord edition. Yep, yeah, if you haven't got on our Discord, uh, make sure you do. Uh, 
Graham Craig, Thomas Morrow, Owen Jones, Brian Evanson as well. Uh, Graham says, all on Gallagher if he moves last year's gem. There was a, I think there was a, a rumour about him going to Everton, but I think that might be off now. Uh, just having a quick look on social media in the last hour or so. But uh, welcome one and welcome all. If you haven't subscribed, please make sure you do now and please press the like button. It would be much, much appreciated. Paul, what are we looking at today? Uh, on top of our usual stuff, uh, I've got my transfer planner, which I just realised I made a mistake in. And uh, so I'll need, to, I'll need to cover that off. And uh, some transfer opportunities, I think the four biggest um, or or what will be the most popular team-to-team moves um, we've listed as well to go over those. So you touched on your value of a transfer last week. Um, Shall we have a look at the updated version? And you've got a bit of, of commentary around it now as well, Avenue. Yeah, so um, thanks to, to James and Sudge for talking about this. On, I, I posted a, a question in for Planet FPL pod in their Skypad pod last week. And I'm still going to track transfers through to the end of the season, but also track them to the point of which the terminal, the person coming in then then moves out again as well, and then try and find a blended rate across across those two uh, means. If I've got upcoming captaincies, which I'm making the move to captain, I'll factor that into the scores, and beyond a certain point, I won't unless it's a player that I was always going to bring in. I always think a good case would be, remember, Jesus was in everybody's team at the start of the season, and some people didn't start with Haaland and moved Jesus straight to Haaland yeah. after that first captaincy. I mean, am I going to am I going to value that transfer at the number of times that I captained Haaland all the way through the overhaul? Probably not. Probably not. Like I think you need to we need to draw the line somewhere on on that as well. So if there's any immediate captaincies, I will cover that off in the uh, calculations and anything anything outside that I won't. Uh, I've made a mistake, so I, I didn't copy the formula across properly in the second one. So it just looks at positive eight, and when it should be minus eight on a on the. Uh, no, it is right. Gabriel to to Watkins. It is right. It's Watkins out again. That's the where's where's makes the net difference. So ignore me. It was correct. Um, it's been a long day. I know um, someone who works in data. If you ever want, I do. <laughs> I do a Skype pod with him. So if you ever need any help with like spreadsheets or data, let me know, Bernie. Doubting myself, and it is actually correct as well. Um, so, so using the metric of like, to the point when the transfer out stops because I've moved that player on again. Um, the six, seven transfers that I've used since overhaul are averaging out at three point four points per transfer just now, and then um, continuing those on, so not having a stop point on any of the moves. Um, I'm averaging about five point six. So. Um, I don't want to draw any conclusions about what I think that the value of a transfer is until I see this out to the end of the season. Small sample sizes, working data. You need uh, you need larger larger scale to to look at these things. Um, you will see some amendments on there for things like captaincy. Um, when I brought in Thiago Silva, I had Polina already, and therefore I would have got three extra points on that original game. So I factored that into the results here. Um, one additional thing that I was going to mention was based on that conversation from James and Suge last week, I think that I've, I'm going to start tracking the reasons why I'm making a transfer. So I can perhaps group transfer values and the reasons for making the move. We'll see how many of those single game day, those single game day transfers actually pay off and what the value of those is as a comparison against the overall um 
is only going to be 35 transfers and it's going to be my team as well that we're tracking this on. But uh, one of the most popular questions we always get is what's the value of a transfer? So trying to trying to solve that. At the moment, it's probably, you know, obviously it's a very, very, very small data set. Uh, but at the moment, you probably, I think if we asked you at the overhaul, would you like to track a, a 3.4 va- you know, value, you, you, you'd, you'd probably say no. But like, I think... I think James mentioned he's he's absolutely right that it's what the moves enable you to do elsewhere in your team as well. Like you know, if it's a formation change or it's a if it frees up budget and stuff. So, but yeah, very very good, very interesting. Well, that should average out. That should average out on future transfers that run through the end that way as well. Then, so yeah. oh, I'm hoping we can get something out of it. Definitely. If we can't, if we can't, at least I'll be able to do a retrospective on my moves and see um, if there's any trends on something that I do that doesn't pay off for a specific reason. Um, all of these, uh, you're from a software development world as well, Fergie. Retrospectives are probably the most underrated uh, underrated tools. Absolutely, buddy. Um, looking at your, so you've made seven transfers. So yeah. my nine's not too bad now. I feel I, f- I feel okay now with the nine. And last week you did Salah to Bruno and Almiron to Odegaard, and I did the exact same moves, interestingly. I know there was a bit of chat on it in the uh, Fancy Football Hub WhatsApp chat one there with all the guys in there and I was definitely doing armor and to Odegaard regardless but I hadn't really thought of Salah to Bruno but after the guys mentioned it in the chat I looked into it a little bit more and Salah just looks so so bad doesn't he and uh Bruno looked good so and I think I think it's the right move quite quite happy there's, with that there's a couple of things as well like in Salah could be rested against Everton in that game exactly exactly you've saved, yourself, you've saved yourself holding on for a specific reason Bruno's short-term fixtures were good. He is coming into form as well. So um, I'm pretty happy with that, even if after the two or three, I end up making reversing that transfer, which I guess was my rough plan just now. Yeah, same. Um, so transfer opportunities. So you've identified four days in the next two weeks where we could see some major transfer movement. Yeah. So after this Friday, Chelsea, Fulham, Particularly like Thiago Silva, but but more so Mitrovic. If I held Mitrovic, I, I, I'm pretty sure I'd be coming off him. I know that Fulham do have that upcoming captaincy day against Wolves. I think Polina's like like easily good enough cover for for that game. Um, and then just looking at the volume of games, Man United, albeit I'm not too sure. I like a lot of their options outside of Rashford, Bruno, maybe Casemiro. Um, again, a goalkeeper move um, from. Kepa to either De Gea or Ramsdale could be popular. Um, I'm looking at Thiago Silva maybe to Zinchenko or Gabriel. Um, not not 100% sure. From Everton point of view, do you know Nketiah's since the overhaul, Nketiah's the highest scoring Arsenal player? I didn't know. Wowee. 37 points. Uh, Saka on 34. Odegaard 32 and then Ramsdale's fourth on 29 as well. So... Um, I can see all those those players being popular. Mitrovic to Anketia uh, sounds a pretty a pretty good upgrade, doesn't it? A pretty good move. Yeah, yeah. Um just on Polina. Now I know we've yep. said all season he is not going anywhere. Da da da, right? And I know there's the captaincy day for Fulham against Wolves. However, you know, you can't you can't really expect a you know a, a captaincy haul from Polina. If he gets a goal, it's it, it's it's just fluke, right? You would expect tackles four or five points, just as an example. If you take that out, um, 
Uh, Fulham don't play again then till Monday, the sixth of March, which would mean that other teams in the time that Fulham play three games, albeit um, one of those would be a captaincy day. But if we if we average Polina's points out, maybe four points a game, so that's twelve um, plus plus the extra four for the double captaincy, sixteen points. Um, there are teams like Man City uh, play six times in that period, um, and uh, Man United play six times. Arsenal play six times. Leeds play six times. Because Polina's in our team primarily for budgetary reasons and a you know a tick along. Because especially with Cancelo off to Bayern and Salah out of form, budget is not really a problem at the moment, is it? I think I've got like four win in the bank or something, you know, stupid like that. I'm tempted to move off Polina because he's not going to be anyone who, who massively hurts hurts your rank, right? It's just because of the way he is. Um, at least until like maybe middle of March and maybe jump on someone like you know I really I really fancy Ake now for example now that um Cancelo was gone or maybe like an Arsenal defender or something like that is that something you're considering at all or do you think it's down to to transfer count or I think that there's enough players in my team that are going to have a short number of fixtures over a given period of time where I think I can make gains on particularly Newcastle Coming off, I'm I'm going to come off all my Newcastle assets, yeah. Um, and there's entry points back in for Newcastle after that period of time yeah. as well. So yeah, there there's like five for twos and six for twos for players, and it might be that I then take out a different player, not the player that comes in. So Daisy changed some moves along, and had it not been for that, then I would consider it more. But the fact that I can get in all the players that I think I want over that period of time by moving on the Newcastle players, um, oh, it's always, and there's always an extra you can have. Well, potentially, but then it's two transfers every time that I'm doing. Every time that I'm doing it, I'd probably want Polina back at some point, so that'd be two transfers there why, as well as two. Transfers. But why would you want him back? Because I, I don't get me wrong; he's been a fantastic Sky player. He has been, but he is in primarily for budgetary reasons. He he is right, and I, I know he's got like a couple of goals, but four or five points every week when you could have someone like Anketia or Saka or Martinelli or. An Arsenal defender, or a Man United player, or you know, a Man City defender. Where's the? Where, I don't. I don't quite understand the attraction. He's only scored, only scored fourteen points less than Saka all season. He's, he's a twelfth. He's the twelfth highest scoring midfielder in the game at six point six. So regardless if he's six point six or not six point okay. six, he's still the twelfth overall. So not not on a value scale. But would you get him back 12th. in if he was like eight point five? Well, pro- yeah, probably not. But I think I don't know that, and coming up that I won't want the budget to do to do certain yeah. moves. I get that. I get that. Okay, that's, that's interesting. I'm 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 tempted to move off him and just be aggressive with it. Like I say, I, I I've got quite a lot of transfers, but you know, if you think of um, you know a move to Ake, for example. Uh, you know, we said 16 points in that time to Ake. Ake would probably play four or five out of those six games. Could be a lot, you know, a big old... Uh, Taking the risk on the Man City defence. Well, we'll see. Their fixtures are good, right? After Spurs, um, well, they've got Arsenal, but home to Villa, Forest, I'd, Bournemouth. I, I don't know. I'd, I'm not making a... Like, I, I don't hate the idea of doing it, what you're suggesting at all. I'm not completely opposed to it. 
I just don't think I'm going to do it because I'm, yeah. I know, I've already got four or five, six transfers planned over the next three or four, ga- three or four game weeks. And Spoiler alert, breaking news. Paul has six transfers oh, planned over the next oh, couple just, of game weeks. I just told you, I might move Thiago Silva on this weekend and I'm going to take out my two Newcastle players yeah. and probably bring them back in. So there's five already. Okay. Thanks for that. Sorry, yeah, just had to jump in on that because... Yeah, it, it, well, it wasn't until it wasn't until you told me to build this slide that I actually looked at Fulham and realised, yeah, that actually there is a bit of a gap there in which you know time that some teams play five or six times. So, um, yeah, and Man United and Arsenal are the two teams that you think Chelsea and Fulham players we moved on to. I just for me, I think it's a natural move. I, I guess the argument could be made for Man City on. Sunday. I really just don't like the fact that you don't see the, the team lineups, and it'll be the same. It'll be the same next weekend as well. But um, it felt more of a natural move off Newcastle. I mean, Chelsea does ha- do have good fixtures in the short term. They just got lack of volume of fixtures. Um, so I am in two minds about whether I take it take out Thiago Silva or not. But I think I, I think I will. Um, Zinchenko maybe is my favourite. Just now, you see the Arsenal lineup on Saturday. Not that there was yeah. any expectation that he wouldn't play anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. Something I'm going to weigh up. And again, I was talking about budget. I think that with some of the moves that I was potentially looking at, I think I might be tight on budget at some point in time. So uh, again, holding Polina and downgrading Thiago Silva to Sinchenko. And I could just leave Sinchenko on. And if I did want Thiago Silva back, move somebody else onto him or, or whatnot. Or you've got the other um, Chelsea centre half as well. Who the central Monaco yeah. um, would be another option. I think he's eight point five, so um, a bit cheaper. So that was that was one set of popular, like one day uh, set of popular uh, moves. I see on Sunday the fifth, an option Newcastle to Leeds. Maybe not as popular, but if you're looking at Leeds short term fixture volumes, quite big. You got Rod- Rodrigo, maybe like Almiron to Rodrigo, especially if Almiron was dropped or you saw. I'm getting an early substitution for Anthony Gordon, maybe. Um, that that might be something. Or another blank for Almiron might push uh, owners to the edge um, as well. So maybe not as popular as the other three days that I'm suggesting, but definitely one to consider. On Sunday the 12th, I think Newcastle to Man City is going to be really popular. Yeah. Um, as I say, that's after Newcastle's next two fixtures. Um, they've got a lack of games, assuming that they... Uh, dispose of Southampton and reach the the League Cup final, um, or Carabao Cup final, same same thing. Um, and and the two fixtures that they play over that period of time as well. It's Liverpool, whilst that's maybe not not as difficult a fixture as it has been in the past, um, but they do play Liverpool and Man City. Uh, and I don't I don't think people would captain Trippier on the days that they're they're playing anyway. Well, people would captain Haaland. Over, over Trippier, certainly on the second fixture. So I think that'll be really popular. And Man City's got large volume of games, so maybe that's where the Aki move comes in. Um, if it looks like they, Man City haven't brought another defender in. And then on Monday the 13th of February, for those that do have Man United, we know that they'll blank um, their 3-0 up on the first leg of the Carabao Cup. Yeah. So you think they'll get to the Cup final. So they'd have a lack of fixtures thereafter. And if people were daring to go back to to Salah, then I think that, that, I mean, regardless of his form, I still think that that's going to be a popular move. Um, a fixture against Everton does look quite opportune, even though um, Liverpool assets have been out of sorts. 
yeah, if that game is called off, which which it should be, there'll be a few teams will have a um, a four for one back over Man United there, including uh, Man City, Arsenal. They, yeah, they seem and and you know like as well. You know, we, we kind of half mentioned here about Man City defense. Maybe look at Leeds players. I do, I get it, but Arsenal, Man United at the moment, particularly Arsenal, they they are they're the form they're the form teams. They're the They've got the players who are scoring the points. And Arsenal are also fantastic long-term picks because I don't think they blank at all, do they? And they have rearranged games to go in. They're it's tight the at the back. Up. They're good going forward. So, they, you know, even if you even if you migrate over and go heavy on Arsenal, you'll still want to retain probably four of them regardless, wouldn't you? And eight or nine of their starting 11s, like nailed to play every week. It, it is, that's right. Good stuff there, yeah. Interesting, interesting there, Paul. It looks like it could be a pretty big, a pretty big week or two in terms of in, in terms of the uh, in terms of the transfer account. Um, yeah. While we're on transfers, average remaining transfers published by Sky last week. Uh, top five thousand, nineteen point seven. I did look, and they have changed this time, Paul. Uh, top top one thousand was eighteen point one. Top one hundred, just fourteen left, Paul. I hope we got more than fourteen. And uh, top ten. 11.6 so a bit of movement i think they've gone down roughly by one each you know on average but they've definitely slowed right and we expect them to yeah. slow and expect them to climb in the coming weeks as the you know as the more engaged frugal managers slowly keep keep rising up the ranks any observations on the on transfer account paul nothing really on top of what kind of the usual is on on this subject yeah so let's have a look ahead to game week 27. We touched on a little bit already. We're on Friday, Chelsea against uh, Fulham. Um, I've got Kepa and Thiago Silva, so I'm really, really hopeful of... Uh, I would love a clean sheet. I would I would love a clean sheet. Kepa is only 14% owned. Silva is only 19%. Double clean sheet off them. 20 points in the bank uh, just to shift over then, you know, to... Uh, Either Arsenal or Man United or whatever that would that would give me a really really big boost. So I'm really really hopeful of that. Saturday fourth of Feb, as you mentioned, um, Everton Arsenal gets you the Arsenal team sheet, which is really useful, mega useful. Uh, Wolves Liverpool, United Palace, Brighton Bournemouth, Brentford Southampton, Villa Leicester, Newcastle, and West Ham. What's with the best captains on both of those days, Paul? Uh, I think Thiago Silva on the Chelsea Fulham game. I'm I'm really happy I've got him in. What was very frustrating on the reverse fixture was that Vinicius played like almost stuck to Thiago Silva, so like the Chelsea yeah, defense was bypassing him. Polina scored four points, and Thiago Silva scored one, which gave me uh, a, a net deficit from that transfer straight off the bat. But um, I, I like I think I'll play, I think I'll. Um, I, think, I still think Thiago Silva's got the highest upside. Um, if I had the other Chelsea centre half, I would possibly play him, like captain him over him, but it's going to be unlikely that the Sky managers have both of those assets, I, I don't think. So, um, yeah, Thiago Silva thinks the best option. Um, I, I, I never like captaining Chelsea attacking players. Um, I know some some Sky managers will have Havertz still. Um for, for me, he's a standout. And I think that I would probably captain Kepa over Polina and Mitrovic as well. Um, if it was down to Polina or Mitrovic, I'd probably captain Polina. I think that would be my order of preference. 
and some for the Saturday. So I haven't been captain in Trippier, which which is yeah. a, has been quite painful the last week or two. He's probably going to be, you know, have some uh, captaincy owners on Saturday, but obviously United home to Palace is pr- pretty decent as well. And Everton Arsenal. What's your thinking, Rashford? I think so. Yeah, I've got Bruno. I've like, got Bruno as well. So I've got, like maybe this is the most open. Uh, I'll get one of Dan's polls out, and I'll, I'll probably captain uh, captain the most popular pick on there. Um, just be careful of who we put down there. I mean, Bruno's not going to be the most captain player there anyway because his ownership's so low. I think with Rashford's ownership, maybe Trippier, the effective ownership of the Newcastle defence is over two hundred percent now in the top thousand. So even as an owner of both. Hope and Trippier. You want to you want it busted. Yeah. You want a Jared yeah. Bowen Thunderbolt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um yeah, probably Ra- I think Rashford will be the most popular, and I, th- I think I'll captain Rashford. I think it'll be Rashford, Trippier will be and then Arsenal midfielder. But good good day to make up good make day to make up some grounds and take a punt, I think. I think Rashford for me for the upside. That's the thing with with Trippier. You don't get passing right. I think I think if they got the passing, I'd be tempted. But you know he is he is reliant on tackles or assists to get that that extra bonus. Whereas just one goal from Rashford is usually like it's usually a ten pointer, right? So I think I think I'd be going Rashford as well. Uh, Crystal Palace are in the top three for um, XG conceded. Yeah, yeah, goal conceded. Yeah, they are. Uh, since the return as well, so they are leaking quite a few. Sunday the 5th, uh, Forest against Leeds, Spurs against Man City. Um, not tends to go against against Haaland. So as you can, can you? Well, if the, if the, I wouldn't anyway. Um, even if the, even if even if I saw the Man City team sheet, yeah. I mean, I mean, I'd be more tempted to move Thiago Silva and uh, Nathan Ake, who I think will play anyway. Mm. But I'd be. I'd, Possibly be tempted to hold off on that move and then move on to to Nathan Ake if our, if Man City team sheet was available on Sunday. But because of that, I think I'm I think my preference if I use a transfer on him would be to Zinchenko instead. And then Wednesday we have the midweek fixture of United against Leeds. Um, lots of people Rash. on Rashford, obviously. Just just so you so you mentioned earlier about potentially coming off. Um, Man United, maybe even after this game, because uh, Man City, for example, play twice. Arsenal play twice before United play again, and then they have the blank. Um, just looking ahead, Sunday the nineteenth of February will be a captaincy day for Man United against Leicester, and Spurs home to West Ham. I suppose the West Ham's form, captain in Kane, and that one over Rashford is not, uh, you know, is. It's pretty okay, actually. It's a pretty good alternative. So, do you think moving off Rashford after this Leeds game um, could be a wise move, knowing we've got Kane to cover that West Ham captaincy match? I mean, I'm going to make the move to yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know that that many people's going to. I I think there's a bigger risk in coming off Rashford than there is. Stick, sticking with him, even if even if it's volume to fixtures, he is he is on form just now. He is returning consistently. Um, Leicester are terrible at the back as well. Yeah, yeah. And Rashford's ownership, I think it was in like ninety one percent in the top one k last week, so he's really highly owned. 
think people will stick with him, won't they? It's a tough one. I think so. Uh, it's easier to, for me to move Bruno on, which I'm going to do, and, um, and probably back to Salah um, if he starts versus Everton. Let's have a look at some questions. Thank you so much, everyone, uh, for sending in your questions. We've had quite a few, which is great. Uh, Gigi Magpie, um, how good are the Man City fullback options? Ake and Lewis, uh, in particular, now that it looks like Cancelo is off to Bayern. He also asks, how many Newcastle players should stay in our team after the hop-off point on the 12th of Feb? So, firstly, Man City. I know, you know it, has, it has been troublesome, but Akanji and Ake, for me, look, look pretty nailed. I know, I know Ake... Didn't start the last one, right? It's probably his turn to have a rest, but played in the FA Cup, clean sheet, scored the goal, marked Saka out of the game as well, which is has been really hard to do. Um, as you can probably tell, I'm, talk, I'm trying to talk myself into, you know, into bringing Ake in. Um, what do you think about the Man City defence? I mean, it's... How many times do people want burnt by... <laughs> <laughs> Like even stones, even, <laughs> even stones. Like he looks, at, he looks the go-to option. All right, misses a game. All right, transfer out. Oh, he comes back and plays. Keeps a clean sheet. Gets passing bonus. Oh, brilliant! Everyone moved back on him. Injured again. Uh, out of the options there, yeah, Akanji and Ake. I'm not convinced that they won't go and sign someone tomorrow. Oh, okay. And there was, was conflicting rumours about them going to sign someone. For me, I think. You notice the difference when Laporte came on for Stones and that he breaks up the lines really well from a defensive point of view. I'm no by the I'm no tactical um genius or analyst or spend time on that. But when you hear um like those guys that, that spend a lot of time assessing Man City and, and 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 doing great predictions on what their teams would look like, Luke Williams is is excellent at it. And he always says that um Laporte gets picked on teams that they need to break the lines against. So I mean, I don't know when they when they convert back to this kind of like three at the back when um, Lewis is playing and he tucks into to midfield beside Rodri. Um, does Laporte and Nathan Ake play? And if you need to break the lines, do do you play Laporte? And does that then affect Ake again? The fact that he's not a traditional left back, Laporte could play there um, if he's tuck, if he's tucking in. I I think Ake probably is as good. An option as anybody else there, and you have got the volume of fixtures. So if he, as long as he doesn't do anything reckless that Pep punishes him for in a game, or doesn't pick up an injury, probably is the best option there. I wouldn't be touching Lewis. Like I think if you look at his, yeah, I agree with that with Lewis. They're not, they're not. They're not that impressive. We already talked about not needing to to save on budget elsewhere. Interesting. And uh, how many Newcastle players you stay in our team after the hop-off point? I've heard you say a few times, Paul. Do you think zero? Yeah, I'm not gonna. Ha- I'm not gonna have any. I don't think. Like, it, plans change, but at present, um, I'm, I'm planning on getting rid of both of mine. I think. Always said, I think goalkeeper transfers are underrated, and um, yeah, I, I, I think that I'd probably move. There was a good hop-on point. I think um, after the twelve. For to move on to Arsenal with extra fixture there, so I'll probably I'll probably move Pop on to Ramsdale and then Trippier on to someone at that point in time. Just spotted for Man City as well from that Sunday the twelfth. Um, they do have a three for zero um, over Spurs. There could be there could be potential. I'm not saying just to 
you know, take out, I don't know, cane for whoever, stones and bring him straight back. But there could be a potential for a daisy chain there where you come off Kane for a Man City defender, as an example, and then bring Kane back in for someone else as part of a daisy chain, if anyone wants to take a look at that. But there's so many opportunities for fixture gains. It's crazy, right? It'd be a, it'd be glorious if I did pop to Ederson City kept the clean sheets after after getting on the the best side of the luck yeah um, from, from picking him over over um, Ederson at, at overhaul if I did the reverse and, and got a few Man City clean sheets because it's one of those ones that like I've got this thing with Jimmy Vardy and uh, Zaha now Watkins is in that camp of I like really 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 trying to avoid picking those players ever again and. I've got a feeling that people that picked Ederson over Pope at Overhaul might be saying the same about him. And uh yeah, so so it might end up that he's a differential by jumping back back that way and getting all, all City's extra fixtures. You you won't see the, the city lineup, so the expectation is that, that Ederson plays all the games in the league, right? Um so it could be um I could be using some of the budget that I'd said that I was saving on by keeping Polina to do Pope Pope back to Ederson. A uh, question from Michael Harland. Uh, who to move Kepa on to after Friday? It's a good question because there's a lot of opportunities. Um, I've got Kepa as well. I think I'm probably looking... I think I'm looking at Ramsdale uh, just because I, I can see him being a very, very long-term hold. Doesn't blank at any time um, because they're out with the cups and things. So I really like the Ramsdale pick. Uh, but obviously, there could be Edison, could be De Gea. Yeah. What's your thinking? I think I think that those are the three standouts for me. I'd have it Ramsdale, Ramsdale, Ederson, the hair would be my order of preference. Okay, cool. Um, auto for close. Is it worth taking a five for two for Captain Ramsdale? If I'm going to Raya to free up budget on the sixth of March, so I just stick through Kepa without. Uh, that is interesting. Uh, just having a quick look. That's a that's a big plan. So he's looking ahead to Brentford and Fulham on Monday. The sixth of March, which is quite that's a that's a fair way away, I would say. That is like you know, it's over a month. It's like four four to five weeks in advance. But Kepa to Edison for one transfer to me in that period, what would that be in total? It would be a six for four, six for four, I think. Um, no, it wouldn't. Yes, it would be a six for four. So you gain either two or three extra fixtures by making the at the cost of one extra transfer. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not sure I would. I think I would. I think I would. I think I would, and then you could reassess what you would do, like yeah. whether you whether you wanted to, to do the um, the real move based on other moves that you might be forced into and budget changes, etc. Colin Johnston uh, says hi, guys. Finding it hard to actually see where my transfers. Are going to come from. I have 32 left. Should I be taking punts like Havertz to Bruno after the weekend? Kane to KDB would like Matoma, but can't see anyone but Almiron being in for him. Just thinking there's so many good options. Um, I suppose firstly, I'd say you never have too many transfers. There's always opportunities to pile in on teams. Um, well, we just yeah, we just listed off quite um, like quite a few like those four days for for opportunities as well. Observation. We often get people writing in questions moaning about Salah on this pod and never get anybody um, based on his ownership moaning about De Bruyne. And Salah's got 10 more points than this season. 
De Bruyne's ownership is consistently around the 40-45% of top 1,000 owners, and nobody ever ever moans about him. I'm, I'm just not a, fa- a, I'm just not a fan of of De Bruyne this year in Sky. He doesn't get bonus. You're never going to captain him. He gets him. assists. You're never going to captain him. And obviously, because Haaland now is right in that number nine role, De Bruyne, who was playing in the false nine last year, especially when he scored his four goals against Wolves, is just never going to be that high up the pitch again. He's never going to be on penalties. So for his price, I don't really get it. You know, you, you know, he, he, he may go on a run, right, and score two, two in three or something. But I, I just think for his prices... Just other options. So I agree with you, but I just find it yeah. weird that no one yeah. moans about it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a fair point. That's a fair point uh, for reasons unknown. Uh, whereas I'm looking for a Chelsea player to bring in on Friday and to hold medium term. Aside from Kepa, which Chelsea player is most recommended? Probably Silver, um, is it? Yeah, unless it depends how far your map and transfers out. Because I do like. Sorry, I've said the other Chelsea centre-half from Monaco three times now because um, I've never put on any short <laughs> work out that I have to work, uh, be able to pronounce his name. Um, I, I definitely think he'd be a shout as well. He's, he's picking up bonus at a similar rate to what Thiago Silva is. So if you, if you did think that budget was going to be a problem for you um, and you're holding longer term, I, I personally wouldn't go for any of the attacking assets from Chelsea. Martin Beasley says, what to do with Stones? I bet you there's people, right, who have brought him in, taken him out, brought him back in, and he's going to have to go again because it looks like he's out for a few weeks. He's obviously got to go, haven't he? It was on the questions or on the thread somewhere on something, something that was copied in on, so it made me think it was on the thread, was that suggestions that he's out for a month. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to have to go. It was hamstring. We're not going to rush him back, right? Oh. Um, Mulch adoptions, Ake, um, but you don't get to see the, the lineups. I, I had mentioned I like the Arsenal defence, so Zinchenko, even if it meant a double up, Arsenal's got like a, a large volume of fixtures in the short term, some good fixtures in there as well. Um, they have got tier opportunities in, in a lot of those games. Yeah, even next next Sunday, the 12th, you don't get to see the lineup, but I th- I think Ake and Akanji are pretty, are pretty solid. I, th- I think the only reason I, w- I wouldn't bring them in it's because you don't see the lineup. This is the issue, but I'm trying to see if you see it the week after, and you don't the week after either. It's a tough one bringing in Man City players who don't see the lineup. It's an absolute killer, isn't it? Uh, Owen Jones says, My team scored uh, 1,253 points up to overhaul. If I didn't make any transfers, I would have scored 972, including captaincy. 17 transfers were used. So he thinks he's got a profit of 281, which is 16.5 points on average. Is this the best way to work out how much a transfer is worth over? A season, maybe, and that's what I'm doing on the second yeah. half of the screen. But what I would say is, if you end up in a situation like I started, like start with Jesus, and you, I, I didn't do this. I started with Haaland, but it would have been conceivable for somebody to start with Jesus and then move him on to Haaland the first game. Are you then tracking? You wouldn't have got Haaland's captaincy points for all the way from there to the overhaul. It would be such an outlier that. Um, it's bringing up the average. So this is why I'm trying to get all the data points so that if I find that one or two of my transfers are so far down or so far up, I can say, well, you know, ninety of 90% of my transfers I get in this range, take out the outliers as part of a part of the analysis as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, 
I think I'm going to, my hypothesis is that there's not going to be an exact way of working this out. But what I'm going to try and do is group it as best I can and certainly to trigger the way that I think about in the future. Yep, superb. Um, Sam Arundel, looking at Man United, they have extra fixtures brought forward. Is an argument to go for an inform Casemiro? It's uh, difficult to it's difficult to not recommend him. I suppose the only thing you could you know you could say is that um, they do have quite a few, you know you know they got four fixtures in the short term. They are very likely to miss uh, the game at the end of February because of the the Carabao final. So if you want to bring someone in, like you know a Palinia to Casemiro would give you four for two, for example, um, and pro- like very likely more points. Um, but you're probably likely going to want to shift him on then, I guess, because there'll be a lot of other teams have a three for one or a four for two, or even a five for two back over Man United later on. So he could be a good daisy chain option, but um, I think he's looking decent. What do you think, Paul? I think he looks decent, but it's not something that sticks out to be like, a, I need to find out whether it's like the short sample size and the, the points it's scoring and on that period of time as well. And if you look at his returns in the last five, well, he didn't play the Arsenal game, four four eight. So it is decent for seven for seven point six million. Um but you're right, on that weekend I'd be planning on I'm already planning on using some transfers and I don't want to bring in a player just to book in even more transfers over that period of time. So that's why for me it's a it's a hold. I'm going on the basis that most people own two three, maybe even four Newcastle players, somewhere in that range. Um, and I can see it being popular coming off Newcastle. If you're coming off Newcastle, you're probably going to come off Man United in that period of time as well. Do you want to make three or four transfers knowing that you're probably going to want players from those teams back again a couple of weeks down the line? I know it's probably a bit a bit crass because he's just obviously just scored two goals in the FA Cup. Um, but I think he has quite a limited ceiling as well. Um, you know he's not he's not going to go and bang in. <laughs> so he's not going to go and bang in a brace. He just did, but it's, it's he very priced well. He has priced well. Yeah, yeah, Some he is. Points. But but if you're making transfers, you're looking for upside, right? You're not just looking for enabler to enabler sort of thing or just a plot a plodder. You want to look for someone who's going to not knock in the ten pointers like a defender or a player like Rashford, for example, who's got a real you know explosiveness about them. That that would be my. That'll be my my argument anyway. Um, and Sky FF Jake uh, seems a lot of jumping off Chelsea. Is it an argument to keep? I don't think so personally, but you're nodding, Paul. But I, I think so. Like if you look at the fixture, the, the next three fixtures are all pretty good, and, and especially for tiers like for Thiago Silva, um, Fulham, West Ham, Southampton. So and the Southampton game's on a Saturday, so you could come off there and then move on to a player that plays on the Sunday. So the, 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 there is opportunities. The problem for me is that I'd want to move to an Arsenal player and Arsenal play on the same day as them that week. Yeah. So I'd, I'd, I'd almost be another move behind if I was going on that basis. Um, yeah, there was talk about Chelsea potentially having a rearranged fixture against Liverpool perhaps the following week. So um, if that was to happen, maybe it doesn't look as as great coming off on, but yeah, I think I think I'm going to play aggressive within the confounds of how I play from a risk perspective. I just, I just, 
I don't. I just don't think they're playing well enough that you can overlook a four for two for Arsenal, five for two for Man City. You know, if if we're talking about Arsenal players, I think it's different because you can hold them and you know they're good, solid long term holds. But I know, you know, I know they've seen a slight upturn and and Silver, you know, has has done back to back clean sheets. But for me, this is far more upside. Um, Epos have to make a lot of saves to keep the clean sheets. This, as well, this is it, like away to West Ham. Do I think Chelsea are going to keep a clean sheet away to West Ham? Absolutely not. And that's and that's and that's not because West Ham are fantastic. Um, Kepa's having to pull saves out of his backside every game to keep in the game. So I, I just don't like it personally. But yeah, they are. They're all the questions uh, for this week. Um, so thank you very very much, everyone. Sounds like a busy a busy weekend, Paul. You'd better book off that hour. Um, with uh, yeah, I think, Katie, I think, next, I think next week, I think next weekend is going to be the the busy weekend for me. I, as I say, I might make that one move this weekend. Um, next weekend is going to be busy for transfers. I'll be using two because I'll definitely be getting rid of um, Kepper and Silver, uh, probably for Ramsdale and Saliba. I think I haven't got that. I've got Saliba yet. Um. And yeah, as you say, then obviously the uh, Newcastle pile off will probably occur um, the week after, as well as potentially Man United. So it could be it could be a lot of transfers used in these next two weeks. The average could go through the floor. Um, as usual, thank you so much to everyone for watching and listening. Uh, your continued support is much much appreciated. Um, and thank you, Paul. Uh, where can people find you? On Twitter at Paul McAnulty one, and you can find. Oh, sorry, go on. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find me at uh, at ffh underscore Fergie. Make sure you join our Discord if you if if you haven't as well. Um, if I haven't posted it in the description here, I will post it in the description on both the YouTube um, and the uh, podcast versions. Um, if you liked what you watched, uh, please press the like button and remember to subscribe. The bottom right-hand corner of the screen. If you enjoyed your listen, please rate the podcast versions and leave some comments. It really does uh, mean a lot to us. We much, much appreciated. We will be back next week. Looking ahead to Sky Game Week Twenty Eight. Have a great game week twenty-seven all, and goodbye for now. Okay.